Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Monster Ate the Pilot podcast. I am your host, Brandon. It is my uh, Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday, I guess, almost nighttime now podcast. It is Wednesday, so therefore I'm going to talk about kind of what's going on in the world of Brandon and also going to talk about the Springsteen song of the week. I'm available for the first time on video, so you got to see me do that on video, 4K even. You get to see all the age lines in this. You get to see the mess that is going on here, man. <laughs> Oh, um, no, yeah, so I'm available now on, I'm going to start doing YouTube as well, so you get to not only hear me rant about this, you get to see me rant about this, isn't that wonderful, isn't that what makes you so happy, I don't know, you know, so I'm available now on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, Radio Public, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts, there we go, seven, Seven. Seven is heaven, man. Or that's eight, actually, because of YouTube. <laughs> I can't count. Oh, man. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. And thank you once again for Anchor for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you so much making the money off this bad boy now. That's what we're all here for is to make a little bit of money. Uh, I'm trying to still adjust where my eyes should be. Should I look into the camera directly or should I look into the screen where my face is? I don't know. This is all new to me, man. We're learning on the fly. We're learning this together like friends. <laughs> oh, it's going to be stupid. This is going to be great. Got a couple of uh, cool ideas for the podcast given to me by my sister. Gave me one. You know, instead of coming on the podcast, she likes to give me suggestions for the podcast. So maybe she's like the producer in a way. Good for her. She won't make any money off this, though. I'm not paying her for that. Um, she said I should start a curse counter for every time I curse or... It could just be an F-word counter, because I know in the last episode I said the F-word a lot. But at the same time, you know, it's just me. Maybe it's just me, but when I talk about Nazis, I'm not happy about it. So I like to curse about it, and I like to say, fuck those guys. And I will say, fuck those guys for the rest of my life. So, um, you know, if you if you can't take that, I guess, uh, I guess unsubscribe or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, still, like, you know, pedophiles and Nazis, not fans. Not fans of either one, so uh, I, I'm going to say fuck them both. Um, ah! Here's a Richie. No, and, uh, my, we're still working on getting my sister on the podcast. She'll eventually be on, and it's probably, I'm going to build this thing up to where it's nothing but the biggest disappointment, maybe in podcast history. <laughs> oh, then my buddy Dan's been messaging me. He suggested I need to play the songs that I say, like, you know, the five songs of the week on Sunday, and then obviously the Springsteen song of the week this week. Maybe even get an intro song. Maybe even get two intro songs. <laughs> God, this video thing's going to be so goddamn distracting. It's going to be wonderful. Um. <laughs> anyways. Oh, yeah, getting music. I thought about that. I'm like, you know, I should. I've looked into the music rights thing. It's, uh, I don't know. I thought, you know, I'd have to get the music rights to be able to play music and to be able to do any of that fun stuff that I'd have to get rights or go through certain channels to be able to do stuff like that. And, um, turns out, I guess since I host my podcast through Anchor, I may not have to. It may be covered by hosting it through Anchor. At least that's the way I'm interpreting it. So I don't have the, uh, the capabilities just yet. Like the play the music the way I would want to. I'm just waiting for like one little piece. I went to Best Buy to try to get that piece. They're still really rough on inventory stuff and I couldn't find what I needed. So I ordered one. It should be here Sunday. Um, so hopefully I have that for the five songs of the week. 
on Sunday. But, you know, we're, we're just going to fly by the seat of our pants. We're going to figure that shit out together. We're going to, you know, we're all in this together, man. Wasn't that a high school musical song? God damn, why do I know that? Oh, come on, Brandon. Why do you know that? Come on. Mm. <laughs> oh, other news. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Hockey from the Calgary Flames signed with the Columbus Blue Jackets. I guess he's uh, excited about being irrelevant for seven years. <laughs> yeah, I got him. <laughs> no, it's a huge pickup for Columbus. Uh, I really like Johnny Hockey. I think he's an excellent player. He's one of the, he's one of my favorite players in the NHL. So that's a huge pickup. I mean, you know, the 14 fans that show up every night to watch the Blue Jackets will be excited to see such a great player. Maybe they'll get a 15th and 16th fan every, you know, every once in a while on days Ohio State's not playing or anything else in the world's going on because you know the Blue Jackets themselves don't draw a fucking crowd. <laughs> Man, I am zinging it. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, whatever. I don't like the Blue Jackets. The Bruins, though, uh, uh, David Krejci might be coming back to the Bruins. I mean, that that'd, that'd be fun. I'd I'd be I'd love that. I'd love that more than anything. I love Krejci. Yeah, no, the way him Taylor Hall were like teaming up there towards the end of uh, not this past season, the season before before Krejci kind of retired or went back to Czech Republic. Um, I mean, he they looked like a fucking duo, man. I mean, that could take us to another level because that that was our issue this year. There was no depth in scoring. I mean, it was the first line and it was like the top two lines and then the bottom six were just really non-existent in terms of scoring. You know, in Nebraska's rescinded his trade request. Bruce Cassidy's now with the Vegas Knights. I love Bruce. I love uh I love old Butch Cassidy. So hopefully uh hopefully he takes him somewhere. Hopefully we don't meet in the finals and he has to fucking beat us to get a goddamn ring, uh get a Stanley Cup. But if we have to, we have to. Though we're not going to probably get there. I do think Bergeron's coming back though. Marshawn's like 34 and he's having hip surgery. That's not a good fucking sign. Uh, McAvoy's going to be out for like the first couple months of the season. Pasternak's entering his career, uh, his uh, final year of his contract, so we got to get that sorted out. He may be through the big rebuild. Um, I don't know. Hopefully. Hopefully. I don't know. But Jim, I do like Jim Montgomery. He's a good coach. I think it's a good good hire. I mean, he seemed like he was doing something with uh, Dallas, but then his personal demons kind of got in the way and now you know i i can i can definitely sympathize with the guy hopefully he gets another chance hopefully he takes this chance runs with it and takes it like, takes us to the new, next level takes us back to the glory days man i mean i mean we're really not that far from the glory days we were in the stanley cup 2 years ago 3 years ago um you know came within a just a weird night of hockey away from winning a fucking other stanley cup I mean, that whole series, if you just look into that goddamn series, we beat the shit out of the Blues that entire series. Like, if you look, like, just all of it. And they, like, they won an overtime game, they win by one goal or something like that, and it's like, that, but at the same time, that's what you need. It doesn't matter how by how many, or whatever, you know what I mean? You just gotta win the right ones. I can sit there and beat you, you know, by 100 points one night, but if you beat me in the game that fucking matters, that 100 point win doesn't mean shit. So, you know, whatever, good for the Blues. I fucking hate the goddamn Blues. <laughs> I don't. They're fine. I guess. I don't know. Fuck them. Yeah. Other than that, Bruce Springsteen has announced his U.S. tour. Oh, baby. I'm trying to decide not which show I'm going to, but how many shows I'm going to. Should I go to two or should I go to three? I think three is the magic number. I think uh, it's, I should be hitting the Columbus, the Cleveland, and the Boston show. I think that's what I should do. I think that's what I should do. 
I know my buddy JR, Jeff Mundo, Jefferson, Ryan Bachman, or whatever the fuck his last name is, <laughs> um, said he, uh, he asked me, uh, he said, you know, once I get tickets for the Columbus show that he's in, and I said, I've already got your ticket planned out, man. I already got that. I got you, bro. I always got you. I always thinking about you, man. Uh, I always thinking about you. <laughs> I don't know. It's so fucking fun. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I just can't wait to see Bruce and the team back together again on the road, just doing what they do best and just rocking the fucking house. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a great time. going to be a wonderful time. Yeah, but I think it would be really cool to go to, you know, Clum I think Columbus shows like on the 9th. Then I think the uh, Boston show is the 20th or the 23rd. So like two weeks later. Then I think two weeks after that, like the first week of April, they're in Cleveland. I think that'd be fucking rad just to go to three Bruce shows. Take my t tally up to four. I know that first show we saw in Columbus, uh, Tom Morello played guitar. And oh boy, because I think uh, Stevie, Miami Steve was uh, filming Lilyhammer, if I'm thinking correctly. If I got the timeline right, I think that's what he was doing. What do I know? Oh man, I have all my notes on my phone. Oh yeah, I'm 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 excited about seeing Bruce and the boys. Patty, you know, Neil's Lofgren. Oh my Jesus! Come on, Brandon. You gotta say it right. Say it right. Oh, probably won't be a long night. I'm usually off on Wednesdays, but I had to work today. And, I don't know, man, it's different vibe when I get off work and have to come home and do this. When I don't have to, when I don't get off early enough, I have to work an extra half hour because, you know, incompetency. <laughs> Nobody's competent but me, that's the problem. Like, every job I've ever worked, I'm the only competent person who's ever worked that job, ever. <laughs> no, but, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm working on, like, I, I think I talked last Wednesday about how I'm working on, uh, standing up for myself a little bit more, like in a way, you know, not letting people kind of uh, take advantage of me being polite or me being nice or whatever. Um, so that's, that's part of it. So that's what I'm working on right now is just, uh, you know, being kind but not being a pushover. That's that's kind of where I want to work on because I, I, you know, I strive to be kind. Be more kind, man. Just try to be more kind. That's what you need to do every single day. You don't know what anybody else is going through. You don't know why they're flipping out or why they're mad or whatever. So, like, you know, just be more kind, just be empathetic, be sympathetic, whatever you need to do to get through. And, like, just, you know, maybe it makes their day better. Maybe it makes them pay it forward and become a better person. But at the same time, you can't let these people walk all over you all the time. You can't let all your relationships become 100% you taking on all their problems. But when you try to give one back, they just say, ah, oh, no, that, that's not how this fucking works. So, you gotta, you gotta stand up for yourself a little bit, too. You gotta not be a pushover. So, you just gotta find that fine line and that's my problem is I, I have not figured out that fine line yet I really have not figured it out I just let kind of people kind of uh, use me use me up man yeah. Oh, yeah. and then also me and my friend Dan kind of right turning here um, we're talking about getting together with a couple one of the other old brewery boys from back in the day the brew pub uh, maybe uh, having a couple of a uh, nice little group session on this podcast, see how that works, see how that plays. Three of us just kind of uh, yelling over each other. It'd be a great time. Um, I don't think the three of us is the. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna leave the third person for a secret. Even though I don't know anybody who has at least reached out to me knows who he is, so it's gonna be an extra like surprise for you. But, like I don't even know who this guy is, and I'm excited. But it's me and Dan and my other buddy. We haven't seen each other, the three of us, probably since Dan 
God. I still worked at the brewery. Closer to a decade than not. How about that? I've been together, so. That'd be really cool. Be really interesting. Be a good, good fun time. Um, yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yelling over each other the whole time, trying to figure out how all this shit works together. Um, then, yeah, maybe, maybe it becomes its own thing. Maybe I have a whole, like, a podcast channel at that point where I have like three or four different podcasts. I don't know. I'm being ambitious. My mind is full of dreams right now. Full of dreams. I am on one tonight, man. <laughs> I admit it. I am so kind of tired and having fun. So, we should all have fun. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, get my sister up here. I think I'm figuring out where she doesn't have to come up here. I can just like send her a link and she can just join up. I'm figuring this shit out. Eventually, this will be figured out and Brandon will be a professional. I'll never be a professional at nothing. Too much of a child to be a professional, man. Too much of a child. Yeah. Other than that, did I see... Did somebody's birthday just come up? I missed somebody's birthday, didn't I? Oh, I can't remember. Whatever. I had a couple other friends reach out. My good buddy Chris, who I've known for closer to 30 years than 20, uh, reached out, told me he's really enjoying the podcast, enjoying the subject matters. That's good. Hopefully, you know, he takes something from it, too. Um, good guy, Chris. Could be a good guy. Sometimes he's the shittiest guy, but he's a good guy. <laughs> uh, then uh, my good buddy, LL Cool K, Lauren Keller, he reached out. Um, he reached out to me and said he's enjoying it. Wants to come on and talk about Tom Bridwell a little bit more, which I would enjoy immensely. We'll talk about some old baseball, being roommates, Tom Bridwell, just life in general. He'll piss me off so much. It'll be a great episode. <laughs> oh, man. Other than that, uh, I've been watching Lord of the Rings. So much fun. God, those movies are so fucking good. It's stupid. Now my thing, like lately, for some reason, I've been really picking out like soundtracks and films over like most of anything else. Like I really noticed it when I was watching the new Top Gun movie, how much I was picking out the soundtrack, how great it was, until the fucking credits. For some reason, the credit song was garbage. Like it was just so oddly placed. And I thought I was just kind of being, I don't know whether it was just, you know, because it's a song that I hear at work all the time. And I just thought maybe I was just being kind of overly critical because of that. But as soon as we walked out, Marta says, like, yeah, the only bad part was the fucking movie, the credit uh, song. The song over the credits was the worst part. And I was like, thank God somebody else said that. Thank God. Because it was. It was like, why is this song being fucking played? Shit. Shit song. Shit song. <laughs> Man, I tell you what. This video podcast is going to make me in a fucking animal. It's ridiculous. Ugh. I'm not showing enough chest hair, so I need to get that out. <laughs> oh, fuck, I cracked myself up. I am just a crazy person. Um, no, but I've been watching Lord of the Rings. I watched Fellowship twice last week. I'll probably watch uh, Two Towers. Maybe I'll watch that Saturday. I watched Fellowship twice last week, and jeez, man. You know, I like the Lord of the Rings books a lot. I think they're great. You can definitely see why they're so influential, but, you know, they're very, like, they're not easy reads. They're not like a typical kind of novel read. They're, you know, a little more historical, dry reading. So, you know, it can be kind of difficult to get through stuff or get through, like, a lot of big sections. You know, sometimes you'll find yourself reading the same few lines over and over again because you're just not taking it in. Um, but fucking... Tolkien wrote so many great lines and like you know after you've watched the movie then read you realize how many lines from the movie that were great were actually just lifted straight from the fucking book like it's it's pretty neat because you know you 
That's why I would never cared about the Harry Potter films because every time they use like lines from the books, I always felt like they kind of had the. F- they got shoehorned. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. They kind of felt like they always shoehorned, like book quotes into the films. I don't know. I haven't watched those in forever, but. But man, the way they just naturally play. I mean, there's so many great like fucking Sean Bean. Sean Bean is so good as Boromir. Uh, Sean Astin is so great every single fucking time you see it. Um, obviously, like Ian McKellen as Gandalf is like one of the best casting choices of all time. Uh, Viggo Mortensen is great. Even like Orlando Bloom, who you know is not like a great actor, is perfect as Legolas. Um, obviously, the most beautiful creature maybe in the history of the world, Kate Blanchett, is in that film. She is like perfect as this like almost like otherworldly angel that is Galadriel is Kate Blanchett. That's like the that's perfect casting. Because, geez, every time you see it, like, yeah, I understand why Gimli's in love with her. Like, oh, just, oh. <laughs> no, but like I said, watching that, like the, there's like the flight to the Ford scene where like Arwen's carrying Frodo. Like the music in that is so intense and pounding. Maybe it's just because the fact I had it on 4K and I've got like the surround sound going in my like bedroom. Where I'm really picking it up now. Um, I've got that. Then like. Like, there's so many, like, just great, like, music cues. Like, um, like, obviously, like, Boromir's death scene, his sacrifice there at the end, like, to save the little ones. Um, it's so beautiful, and obviously it's just Sean Bean, and he does what he does best, and he dies in a movie. Um, spoilers? I don't know. (laughs) I think, anytime you see Sean Bean, just expect him to be dead by the end of the film, or whatever scene he's in. Um, he is wonderful. I think he has some shitty things in his past. I don't know. I, I shouldn't just say that because I, I, I'm just kind of randomly half remembering something that may not be true. So I shouldn't just say, oh, he's done shitty things. He may have. I can't remember. But then again, we all have shitty things in our past, really. Uh, I've thought about that this past week a little bit. Just kind of uh, reaching out to a few people I've uh, kind of done wrong in the past and try to mend the fence a little bit. Or just kind of, hey, just I don't know, not so much put the blame on myself. would probably be the wrong way to put it. But like, you know... I don't know, reiterate, I don't know how to say it, reiterate kind of uh, the responsibility, because it's like, like I said, there's some of them that were, I think, straight up, they're more on me than on them, that I could reiterate the responsibility onto myself than onto them for, like, what's gone on or what's gone wrong in our relationships or something like that. I don't know, but just been thinking about this week. Whatever. Lord of the Rings. Ah. Yeah. Uh, but no, man, like, I sent a message to my buddy and asked him what's the best line in that film. And he always he's used the Return of the King where uh, for Frodo, and then uh, you bow for no one, where everybody bows to the hobbits, and it's fucking beautiful when you cry your eyes out. It's wonderful. But man, in that first one, there's obviously there's a very famous Gandalf quote. You know, you have to decide what to do with the time that is given to you. It's a great line. It's a very beautiful line. It's delivered great in the like film because you know Frodo's trying to make the choice of leaving everybody behind and going on by himself or. You know, he's trying to make that decision, and he, like, grabs the ring, and he puts it in his pocket, and he fucking gets on that boat, and he's like, I'm doing this shit, motherfucker. That's what he literally says. It's the best line in the film. I'm doing this, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that'd been great. <laughs> Even, like, when, when train spotting when he jumps down the toilet, just, like, completely, like, immersion breaking. Um... <laughs> now nah, there's that, like, yeah. He gets in that, and then, uh... Sam comes chasing after him, and, you know, Sam almost drowns, and he pulls him out and puts him in the boat. I remember when I was, like, even, like, when I was, like, the first time I saw that, I almost bawled my eyes out. Sam almost dying. Samwise Gamgee, the fucking hero, man. The ultimate hero. 
But then he says that line, you know, I made a promise, Mr. Frodo, a promise. Don't you leave him, Samwise Gamgee. And he's like, and I don't mean to. I don't mean to. Oh. Come on, man. That's so good. Sean Astin's so fucking good in that movie. So good. He's so great in everything. Stranger Things, um, great in The Goonies. He was good in that one movie where um, the terrorists take over his fucking, like, prep academy. Um, I mean, where every time he pops up, he's always, like, kind of a scene stiller. It's great. Uh, but the, another thing I noticed about this film, another thing I noticed about The Fellowship of the Ring, if uh, you have the extended versions, it really kind of plays on this part a little bit. And I think they should have kept it in because I think it gives great context to the whole fucking journey. Um, so, at the very beginning, before Frodo realizes he has the one ring, he's at the pub with his friends, getting fucking hammered. Like, very fucking hammered, by the way. And the reason you know is because then it cuts to them leaving, and they're walking up, and uh, him and Sam kind of, like, part ways, and he goes up to his house, and they both are kind of stumbling. Like, they're really fucking drunk. And then he goes into his apartment, like, his, not apartment, his goes into his hobbit hole, and Gandalf's there. And, like, you know, is it secret? Is it safe? Um, so, Gandalf lays the whole one ring. We have to take this thing to fucking Mordor and kill, like, destroy this ring. He lays it on Frodo, who's fucking super drunk in this scene. Like, just blitzed out of his mind. Could you imagine that? A fucking wizard shows up at your house when you're, like, like really drunk to tell you you got to go on a quest to destroy a fucking ring to save the world? That's why Frodo's probably like, hell yeah, let's do this, man. This sounds awesome. Like, get a fuck, crush a fucking Sando on the way. Like, that's what I just noticed that. I was like, Frodo's learning about all of this really drunk right now. Like, what is going through his mind? Like, is he just trying to hold in, like, like a piss? Does he have to go puke or something? Is, you know, is he trying to figure out, you know, can I sleep in a little bit tomorrow and sleep this hangover off? I don't know. What's he thinking? Because, yeah, that's what I noticed. Like, he was really, really drunk for that scene. <laughs> like, I just noticed it last time. I was like, yeah, that's like that guy's really drunk right now, learning about the fate of the entire world. Like, how is his mind not completely blown? It's like, what the fuck, man? This wizard's telling me what? Uh, no, but I'm excited to watch Two Towers is the best one. It's That's an easy one. So I'm really excited to watch Two Towers. It's, it's perfect. Like, I'm not sure why trilogies do it that way. Like how why it always ends up that way. How like you know the the middle one always ends up being the best one. I guess it's that transitional thing because it kind of you know the first one has to have that little um, you kind of got that exposition type feeling where you know kind of got to fill out the characters a little bit. Where everybody in the second one is filled out, they have their motivations, they know what you're moving towards, and then the third one you still have you have to have that little kind of. Uh, journeys in type thing where people have to kind of fall away and you know it's not always handled clunkily but it's just never I guess it's you know it can be perfect sometimes it's never all never perfect really um or you know you just kind of I don't, I don't know I don't know how to explain it but I guess like the second one has like the most kind of not streamlined but it has the most focused story usually because you know you're you're moving away from like you're raising the stakes and you're pushing right towards the end game you have a very easily defined kind of middle you know, that's why, like, Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars film. Um, you know, I'm not one who considers it, but I know a lot of people consider Godfather 2 better than Godfather 1. I respect it. You're wrong, but I respect it. You know, we're all right to be wrong. Um, you know, uh, I know I'm not the only one who thinks Two Towers is the best one. I think that's more, that's, I think that's a very, very popular opinion among, you know, the melon heads or whatever they call them now. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited to watch it. Maybe I'll watch that twice, too. 
And watching them on like uh, the extended versions, you get they're broken up into two parts of the film, so it's pretty cool. Because um, it makes it seem like it goes by faster. Because all the films jump way over three hours with uh, the extended versions, but it does not feel like watching a three and a half hour movie or almost four hour movie when you because the way they break them up. I don't know why. Because I felt like. Um, Fellowship was over in no time this last time I watched it. Like, it was just, it was it was done. It was done before I even realized. So, I don't know. I goddamn, I love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I'm optimistic about the show. I'm optimistic about it. I just hope they don't try to cram in a whole bunch of, like, modern day politics stuff into the show. Like, because Tolkien's world is not a gray world. It's a very black and white universe. There's good guys, there's bad guys. It's good versus evil. There's not a lot of people kind of straddling the line and stuff like that. Um, so I hope they don't try to insert a whole bunch of just random shit into the middle of it, just kind of like looking at the camera saying, this is about what's going on in America today. Because I'm not fucking, I don't care. I don't care. You know what I mean? To stay true to the source material a little bit. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to be 100%. You can interpret it a certain way, but you cannot, I don't know. It's just me. Maybe it ends up being great because they do uh, like stride away from it, but I just kind of don't want them to. That's my own personal belief. I don't know. But at the same time, I don't know anything. Hopefully they just don't get to the end and realize, oh shit, um, we're past the books at this point. We don't know what to fucking do. I know what we should do. Let's destroy everything. I'm going to go on another Game of Thrones tangent. I don't know. I think it's because Ronnie wanted the dog pile on last week. And I was like, I really should have. I should go even harder about how fucking horrible that goddamn show is. Even some of the episodes people really like and are like are fine technically are really garbage. Are fucking garbage. Like the Battle of the Bastards is fucking stupid. It really kind of is when you think about it. Like if you ever think about it logically, it's a fucking stupid episode. The goddamn North of the Wall scenes may be even worse than The Long Night or anything that happened in the last season. The fucking north of the wall where they go up there to catch a fucking zombie. Like, get the f- what the fuck is this, man? Nope, I did that last week. Let's let's move on. Let's not do that again. Like I said, can't complain about shows that have been off the air for talking two years every week. What am I? I'm, I mean, I gotta stay current. What's going on right now, Stranger Things? There's um, I need to watch The Bear on uh, Hulu. It's from a Netflix F- that FX show. That's been getting a lot of great reviews. Or a lot of great buzz. Her, like, the soundtrack's really cool. Kind of, they call it dad rock. And then when I looked that up, I'm like, oh, it's going to be, like, classic rock? And it's like, no, it's like Pearl Jam. Wilco. I'm like, fuck, that's the bands I like. I'm dad age. I'm like, ugh. Definitely not a dad. Well, not knowingly a dad. Nobody's ever came after me. Because I don't think they, they realize there's nothing to come after. <laughs> oh, shit. I better not have kids out there. I don't think I do. I don't think I... Yeah, I don't think so. I'm like 95, 99% sure. But you never know, man. Oh. Knows the uh, Liverpool. Uh, Preseason started yesterday. They lost to Manchester United, but who gives a fucking shit? They played... We played 32 different players. Not a real game. As long as nobody's hurt. That's all that matters in like your first few preseason games. Did everybody... Did anybody get hurt? No? Good. That's all that matters. That's a good result. Nobody got hurt. No, then I saw it. Darlington Nagby for the crew got named to the All-Star game, which is cool, but at the same time, why the fuck are there still All-Star games? I don't get it. I know they're about to do the Home Run Derby. Like, the Home Run Derby's kind of fine and fun, but why is there an actual All-Star game? What's the fucking point of it? A whole bunch of guys 
not trying at their sport. And we're supposed to give a shit? Like, I don't get it. The fucking Pro Bowl's unwatchable. Like, the, like they try all these fun ways to make it interesting. It's like, it's not, because nobody gives a shit about the result. It's not competitive. I know they tried to do it in baseball where the home, the team that wins gets home field advantage for the World Series. Fucking who cares? Like, nobody gives a shit about this fucking game. Like, it's stupid. I don't understand it. Like, I... It's not an interesting game. Nobody's going the best. Like, the best thing I ever saw in the All-Star game for Major League Baseball was Brad Penny for the Dodgers. He started, and he was just seeing how hard he could fucking throw. It was awesome. You could literally hear him, like, just, <laughs> He fucking chucked it, man. It was great. Um, I like Brad Penny. Like, I think it kind of ruined him, too, because I think he never really pitched the same after that fucking game. That's what, I don't want people to get hurt, but I kind of, you know, like, the Yankees are fucking really good this year. Like, they're, like, they, I'm not sure if they're still on record pace, but I know they're, like, flirting with maybe being, like, the best win record, like, in the history of Major League Baseball. I'm not sure if they're still on that pace. I know the Reds beat them last night. Reds aren't playing that bad again, but they're still pretty shit. Um, well, you know, like, they get in the All-Star game, and... Aaron Judge hurts his hip or something. And then maybe there's a fluke accident and Garrett Cole takes a line drive off the forehead and he's done for the year. Both of them done for the year. You just ruined maybe the greatest team in Major League... A possible chance at being the greatest team in Major League Baseball history for this stupid exhibition in the middle of the summer that nobody gives a shit about. Why is there still All-Star games? Like, it was like whenever... Remember when Sean Taylor in the Pro Bowl beat... Like, uh, this, not beat. He uh, just big hit the punter for, like, the Texans or something like that. Could you imagine being the Texans? Like, that's our, like, Pro Bowl punter who just got destroyed in a game that does not matter. Why are there still All-Star games? It doesn't make sense. You can name All-Stars. I don't care. You can have, like, the fun little skills competitions and all that, but there should not be an actual game. It's stupid. It's just a risk that no GM wants your player to go through. And, like, all the same time, it's not compelling to watch. At all. It's not fun. It's just boring. It's forgettable. What's the point? What's the point? The point is somehow it makes some fucking money. That's all that matters, man. Oh, no. I think I've kind of ranted on. Uh, I think I've been angry in this episode, haven't I? Well, let me get a little bit angrier. Uh, some good news, but it still makes me mad that we had to go through all this. Um, I talked a little bit about the Champions League final um, in the end of May where Liverpool lost to Real Madrid. I didn't talk about all the shit that was going on around that game, which was just awful. So basically what happened was um, the French capital, like the French Football Federation, UEFA, all them, just weren't prepared for the event, which, you know, I can give them a little bit of slack, but I'm not going to give them a lot because they did move it from, I believe, Moscow, like... Um, I think they were going to have it in Russia. And then, obviously, the whole Russian-Ukraine conflict happens, and they move it to uh, Paris because of that. Um, but the problem is, they were not prepared for anything. So they were trying to shuffle in a lot of fans through very, very few turnstiles. Um, then they kept telling them they had fake tickets. The police started being much more aggressive towards Liverpool fans. And I think even Madrid even talked about the mistreatment of their fans. I just know, like, you know, but... You know, there, there's all these video evidence, there's testimonies, there's all these, like, just witnesses saying, like, no, this was not on the fans, this was all on the event itself, not, you know, getting fans in, 
like trying to funnel like 20,000 people through like six turnstiles. Like it's impossible. People are waiting for like three hours. The game got delayed like an hour because of this shit. And then uh, the French uh, Federation, the French government just blamed Liverpool fans for the whole fucking thing. So a whole bunch of them showed up without tickets. And it's, and like there was just hardly any. There was There's obviously going to be people with fake tickets at those big events. But there was no proof whatsoever that there was enough to cause anything like this. And it was like obvious from plain day, and I guess they, um, the French Senate came out today and said, no, it was not Liverpool fans. It was the actual organization of the event itself. And that's really good news, vindication for you know my fellow Liverpool fans across the way. You know, once again, the fucking like, there's videos like people just trying to get through. This guy, kid gets his ticket scanned, comes through, and you can see he's fucking terrified. Because, you know, just think about it. You have like 50,000 people trying to get through a very small area, and like... You're stuck in very, very tight space for three hours trying to get in to, like, this one section. You're being, like, crushed. And if you don't know anything about Liverpool, in 1989, there was a disaster at the Hillsborough Stadium where cops fucked up, opened this gate, and let just anybody in. And, like, you know, this was standing room only. Like, basically, it was like a standing area. And they got funneled into one area. And fucking 97 people died. 97 people were crushed and died. So, like, Liverpool fans know, have, like, kind of this built-in kind of uh, PTSD on that. Some of them probably went to the same fucking game. Probably went to both fucking events. But, I don't know. And so, like, this kid comes through, and, like, you can see he's just, he's just, he, he's just got that thousand-yard stare of, like, what the fuck have I just went through? I'm at a fucking football game, and I just had to worry about my life. He comes through, and this cop just walks up, and just pepper sprays him. Just straight-up pepper sprays him. The kid, like, literally comes through, scans his ticket, comes walking through, and the guy just comes up, pepper sprays him. Like, what the fuck was that? And then he just walks, then the fucking cop just walks off. You know, like he did, you know, like he, no, I did my job. No, you fucking didn't, you fucking douchebag. Like, what you did, man, I don't know. And then, like I said, they just turned around, they said it was Liverpool fans, and there was just no evidence of that. There was, like, all these people, like, you know, not just, like, fans themselves, but, like, Big time media personalities like I know like Gary Lineker, who's very if you don't know who that is, um, he's a he used to be a great footballer. He played for Barcelona, Everton, I think Spurs. Great footballer, played for the England team for years and years. Um, but now he's a big time pundit for BBC, or maybe he's now in Sky. I, I think he maybe switched. Um, very smart. I really like Gary Lineker. He always has really good takes. Very smart. Very intelligent. Very well spoken. Very um, just you know he just seems like a very genuine person. So I like Gary Lineker. Uh, but he was part of it. He said he was stuck in all this shit. And he said there was, it was like, it was kind of mind-boggling that Liverpool fans were getting this shit. And he's like, I can't believe they kept their fucking cool and didn't lose their minds. Because like, I was losing my mind sitting there. It's like, they, like, they kept a very bad situation be, from becoming a disaster and, like, people dying. So I was glad to see that. But, you know, of course, you know, the, uh, the uh, our opposing fans, our rival fans, just want to, you know, they got to have the banter, man. They got to have the banter. Like, they say shit, you know, the whole 97 thing, like, 97 wasn't enough. Like, get the fuck out of here. I know there's some shit that our shithead fans, because they exist. Because, you know, if you don't know anything um, more about Liverpool, there's the Heisel disaster where our fans were shitheads. And they forced their way into a Champions League final in, um, I, I should know, I think 30, is it 35, 37? Over 30 Juventus fans were killed because of it. Ugh, fucking, it's a very dark mark. Probably, like, you know. 
It's the blackest eye in Liverpool history. It's definitely the Heisel disaster. And then, um, but, you know, then some of our sh- really shitty fans who aren't real fucking fans, they're just, they're probably, uh, they're just the shit. They're just not people we want to associate with. Um, they make fun of Manchester United fans. They had like an air disaster where like their whole, basically their whole fucking team died in a plane crash, like in the sixties. And we have like a fucking, you know, we have our fans who will make fun of them, make like plane noises or, you know. They'll play, like, Fly Me to the Moon by Frank Sinatra. Like, just stupid shit like that. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, I'm all for, like, talking shit. Like, you heard me talk shit about the Blue Jackets at the beginning of the show. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to, like, start making fireworks, like, fucking jokes. Because that, you know, the tragedy happened where the goalie for the Blue Jackets last summer died because of a fireworks accident. Like, I'm not going to say... Like, I'm not going to do that because I'm not a fucking asshole. I'm decency. I like to be more kind, man. You know? At the same time, I can talk my shit... But I don't have to go into, like, just idiot realm to do it. Like, you know, I can have the fun. Like, JR's a big uh, Blue Jackets fan. We can sit there and talk shit to each other like this and have a great time without having to go into those stupid fucking areas to do it. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. The toxic behavior of, uh, you know, sports fans is ridiculous. The toxic behavior of a lot of society is fucking ridiculous, man. Let's talk. Let's not talk about that. It's uh, we're getting farther in than I thought we was gonna get tonight. I don't know. I guess it is time for the spring. Steen, son of a week. <laughs> oh, I'm having so much fun with coming up with new ways to say it. I'm never planning on how I'm gonna say it, and I just kind of just go. So it's great. This week, um, Bruce's song of the week is off the Greatest Hits album. Um, 95, 94. He did like an EP with this song on it, but then he kind of reworked it for the Greatest Hits album. I like the Greatest Hits album way better than the uh, other one. It's not bad in the other one. It's just kind of, I don't know. It just works so much better on this one. It's Blood Brothers. Blood Brothers is a great Bruce song, especially a mid-90s one, a little bit later. Just, you know, it's like I said, it's a very simple acoustic guitar, you know, just kind of picking it out, man. It's full of great lines, and just kind of full of that brotherhood we all know and love, bro. I don't know. I'm not sure why I said that. Um, it's just a, it's a really beautiful song. I wish I could have the, I wish I had that little piece so I could, like, play the song for you. Um, not play the whole song, but play the big parts of, like, you know, the shades of gray. Stars are burning bright, like some mystery uncovered. I'll keep moving through the dark with you in my heart, my blood brother. Yeah, man. Bruce has got great lines to tattoo on yourself somewhere, and that's a great one right there. Well, was, yeah, my blood brothers. I got a lot of them out there. Not a lot of, you know. I have my obvious brothers, Tom, Ryan, Nathan. I always love you guys. Good good guys. Great guys. Good guys. Best of guys. Right there. And then, uh, you know, then I have my, you know, really, really, really close friends. There's some people that I'm not close to anymore that are still my blood brothers just for, you know, when we grew up and all that shit together. So, that's all to them. So, yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Blood Brothers, the Bruce Springsteen Song of the Week. <laughs> it's been Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for understanding. Um, maybe I'll look into how to get the curse counter. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if I just have to listen to and count on myself. I think she says, uh, my sister said something about having like a, an over and under bet. Like basically you try to guess how many times and whoever gets the closest wins something. And, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll do into that. Hopefully me and, uh, my buddy Dan and my other buddy, my surprise guest, excuse me, can, uh, get together and get on the same page and figure everything out. 
and have a nice little group session on here. Um, yeah, hopefully, I think, hopefully you enjoyed the video, too, if you're watching on video. Once again, my name is Brandon. This is Monster Aid the Pilot. I'm available on Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, Amazon, no, no, I said Amazon, come on, Brandon, Apple, Google Podcasts, and Anchor, and I'm also available video-wise on YouTube for the first time ever. Hopefully I don't look like absolute garbage. Uh, yeah, thank you once again. Have a great rest of your night. I will check in on Sunday, 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 before Hell is Real, and uh, do the five songs of the week, and probably talk about whatever else I got going on. I might be talking about Two Towers. I might be talking about getting this goddamn room all set up, because the sofa behind me is leaving on Saturday. My new sofa comes in next Wednesday, or Thursday. It's what I call the sex appeal sofa, because it's full of sex appeal. <laughs> I don't know what that even means. Uh, but thank you once again for listening. Have a great Easter night. Goodbye.